to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to our 200th episode. (laughs) I am Alexa, and with me is my co-host, Ambrosia. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And we are not alone. We have a magical goddess sister, lifestyle alchemist, and business coach, Samantha Lotus, here with us. Hello, hello. So excited to be here today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here. We actually talked about you on our most our last episode right yes we did (laughs) we were talking about all the like magical fun goodness we were doing with you and you know um the the work that we were doing the immersion we were doing and we were actually talking about we're like we're gonna take some of the things that she showed us and like incorporate it into (laughs) so we we are stealing them i I love that i'm so happy that the magic gets to spread and continue to make ripples in the world so thank you Yeah, yeah absolutely um, well, we thought you were so magical and had so much amazing insight to share and so wanted to um, bring you on here and get a little more of your story and hear mm. about like where you come from and your journey, what mm. it's been like up until now. Mm. Yeah, it's been a very crazy roller coaster ride. <laughs> I feel like I ever since I was a little girl, I was super intense, super fiery. I really knew who I was and what I wanted and I was extremely outgoing and happy and positive and it seemed as if I was surrounded by negativity and unhealthy people and emotionally repressed people and a lot of just darkness and depression and disease and I didn't really understand why um why people were like that why there was so much anger and aggression and just some of the challenges that I saw around me didn't really make sense to me and so ever since I was five years old, I, I, I knew that I was going to be doing something in my life where I would help people be happier and healthier. And I didn't know what that was until I was maybe, you know, nine or 10 years old. And I heard of the term psychologist or psychiatrist. I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help people be happy. And my journey was, uh, yeah, going through and learning everything I could about human behavior and relationships and the, the mind and lifestyle and then you know through my own journey um going through a lot of health issues and challenges myself in my personal health my mental health in my relationships and i feel like i just struggled a lot uh and i got to really go into the depths of why people get sick and why people are depressed and the ancestral trauma and the socialization and the repression and the toxic foods and the we don't know how to deal with emotions and we were never taught how to handle anything and we're so separated from the earth and our purpose and one another and i got to learn and really unveil all of the different layers that caused me to be so unwell and through that journey 
Um, I was failed many, many times by the medical communities and my, my psychologists and my teachers and my coaches. And I really, I really didn't feel like anybody had any answers or guidance for me in the traditional system. So I took it upon myself to really develop the to de- develop the tools or the techniques or just gain some insight as to what was going on with me and what was going on with so many people. I started to learn that one in three people have chronic illness. Millions and millions and millions of people take their lives every single year. And, um, and the health of the planet has just been deteriorating. And so I thought, you know, well, I'm going to learn everything I can about health, wellness. And that brought me down the path of spirituality, metaphysics, uh, naturopathy, positive psychology, and I got to uh, apply all of these things that I was learning to my personal health. And I saw myself bloom, as, as this podcast is called, really bloom from the inside and get the opportunity to heal myself of chronic disease and illness and depression and anger and disconnection and to really reclaim myself. And from that place, just the, the spiritual journey of reclamation and coming into my own sovereignty and freedom has allowed me to grow and develop and uh, build a business now around helping others thrive in their lives. And it's just been this really beautiful, wild, crazy, totally unreal journey of exploration and and healing. Wow. Mm. Sounds like, well, wait, so Okay, so at, we're recording this. I just realized we didn't even say this, I don't think, but we're recording this right now from Mystic Manor in Venice where you are living and facilitating retreats. And how did you get from all of that to here? Mm. Yeah, so how did I get from there to here? I started working as a life coach when I was 19 years old. And then I've been working as a wellness practitioner for the past six years and a business coach for the past three years. And I ran a mastermind with uh, my my partner or my business partner. Uh, and we ran a mastermind down in Costa Rica for 150 of the world's biggest game changers called the Superhero Academy Mastermind. And we invited some of the people on the planet who are really stepping up and doing epic things. So we had like Charles Eisenstein and J.P. Sears and the Organization for Psychedelic Science and the Buckminster Fuller Institute. And we had Brandon Beecham, the founder uh, and, co- and host of the Positive Head podcast. He came out, we really connected, and then he decided he was going to be opening up the Mystic Manor and building this consciousness hub TV show retreat center in Venice. And he just knew that I had to be the person to help him navigate and run this uh, this show and ship. So I said, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> That's cool. So what is your, so how long have you been here? Mm. Three weeks. Three weeks. That's exciting. (laughs) Four weeks this week, yeah. Nice. And so what has been the best experience in the manor so far? Apart from meeting you ladies. Of course. (laughs) Apart from meeting us. The the best experience for me has been being able to help hold space and catalyze and witness the absolute transformations that have happened here. Mm. People that come in so shy and quiet and scared and repressed and not having faced their shadows, not having seen the light of their gifts, not really knowing who they are. And throughout the week, just opening and blossoming and blooming and coming into themselves and walking out of here at the end of the week, a totally different human. Mm. Like that for me is, there's nothing, there's nothing better than helping essentially, yeah, just 
actualize and activate a person coming into who they really are. Can I share something about you that I think is really, um, it's, it's really important for people to have. And I think like you have it and I, I, I want to emulate this, but, and I think a lot of our listeners want to emulate this, which is, so I think as light workers, like we all feel like you said, like this call and this passion and this drive to like learn everything we can about, you know, like natural medicines and, you know, spirituality and metaphysics and all these things when we have like our awakening or whatever you want to call it. But then, or at least I'll speak for myself, it feels like, I'm like, I want to tell everybody about this. Like I want people to know about, I want to speak about this with confidence, but it's almost like there's this like shame underneath or this like people or like, I don't know, people don't believe in this or this is too much for people or something. And something I've noticed about you is that you really just hold such a, a presence of like confidence and belief in yourself mm-hmm. that it does. It feels like it doesn't matter who's around you, like they're going to listen to what you have to say, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. And can you talk a little bit about maybe like how you've come into that, how you've cultivated that? Because I think that's something that I know myself, I'm sure Ambrosia as well. And I know a lot of our listeners are like looking for to mm. have that confidence. The true, thank you so much for saying that. And the, the true answer, it, I would love to say like, oh, I was never like this. And then I just did a bunch of work and I, and then I became this way. Yeah. The true answer is that I was born confident. I came out of the womb and I was like, this is who I am. I know who I am and I know what I want. Um, And at the same time, all of the thoughts that I have or the philosophies or the the things that I share, I do my research. Mm -hmm. I really take the time to learn at least two hours a day. I've studied two hours a day every day forever, and I practice these thoughts. If I have a thought about something, I I share it, I ask different opinions, I read the opposite about it, I formulate my arguments and collect all of the data, and I really do my research and my work so that I feel like I I have the, the spectrum of information to carry through a conversation, and I allow myself to play. I allow myself to potentially be wrong. I don't try to be right all the time. I share what I believe, and I'm open to uh, learning and and growing and articulating and ascending in my ability ability to have these conversations, and so that that willingness to be wrong and to explore and to just put myself out there, I feel that that has been really great p- practice for me to be more confident um, and without the pressure of always being right or needing to know and just recognizing that it's all just a practice, um, and at the same time. You know, I I really play with the idea that we all have these gifts and we were given the gifts that we have for a reason. And that reason is that they're meant to be expressed and given to others and shared. And when I see so many people holding back their gifts because of fear or self-doubt, whatever it might be, it's actually it's actually an air of selfishness in a way. Mm. It's like holding all of your genius, holding all of your magic, holding all of your gifts in for yourself, mm. right? And so that that's the greatest act of selfishness and it fails both yourself and all of the people who could be really needing to receive what you have to offer. And so I feel like it's an act of selfishness to share what I have to say and what I have to offer with others. Mm. And I just hold that mantra that I was given what I was given, what I was given specifically because it's what people needed. And I just affirm that to myself. Mm -hmm. Affirmations. And then the second part of that is 
there are people that hate what I have to say. Like if you go on my YouTube videos or on my Facebook, a lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. And I do not take that personally. When somebody is against what I have to say or they don't resonate with what I have to say, I don't let it eat me up because that is where you will be swallowed alive. Yeah. Right? You're not yeah. for everybody. You're not you're not meant to be accepted and loved and revered by every single person. It's impossible. And so really allowing yourself to be in your truth and to resonate with the people you resonate with and then to just let it wash off when there's people that are against you. Um, mm. and to not take it personally. So what are some things that you do to help people and to help yourself not take things so personally? Because I do mm. think that that's one of the things that people mm. are truly worried about is what will others think of me? Especially like coming out of the spiritual closet is like mm. they're going to think I'm weird. Mm. Right? I believe everything's a reflection. Mm. And people will show you a lot of times or reflect to you what you feel about yourself. Mm. And the more I love and accept myself and the more I think like, I, I love what I have to say. I want to say these things. I want to share these things. And the more that I fully accept myself, the less and less any of the things that people might say bother me. Mm. And so I really feel it's, a, it's such a self-practice. But then for the people that do write the most awful things, it's, it's actually really ridiculous. I just like to bring in humor. Now, when I see some of these comments that like, I can't even believe that would come out of the mind or mouth of a human, uh, I just, one, I see that they must be in so much pain that they must be really suffering to be able to feel and think this way. And then I just write them back like, wow, well, thank you for your opinion and I'm sending you love. Mm-hmm. And I laugh. I'm like, wow, that was really hardcore. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And I just, I just laugh about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I don't know or care who that human is, to be honest. Yeah. Are they mm-hmm. enhancing my mission and supporting me and uplifting me? No. So do they matter? No. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that. I posted something just the other day that was like most, it was a quote, it was like most people barely even know themselves. So why do you care what anyone else thinks of you? Like they don't even <sighs> understand who they are. You know, mm. so like, how can you take their opinion seriously? Mm. And I it got a lot of response and a lot of like, wow, I felt that, you know, and I think we need more of that right now because it's, there's so, you, you know, so many of us have so much to share. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and I think we need more of that. But it, but it also goes back to like rejection. I think there's a big fear of rejection, you know? Mm-hmm. And also it goes back deeper, like in, in our genes and in our cells to like being kicked out of the tribe. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, in terms of healing that, like, mm-hmm. and we can go mm-hmm. here or. Yeah. Know, yeah, I love that. Bringing in the conditioning, the socialization, the ancestral uh, programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I love to, something that I did here this week and, and I love to do with all of my clients is getting clear on what some of your old stories or programs or beliefs are. And so the fear of rejection is a huge one. And like this huge worry that if I put myself out there, people will reject me. Mm-hmm. Well, most women, you've been a witch in your past life. Like, you were a witch, you were probably burned to the stake, mm-hmm. you, you know, for sharing your truth. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Somewhere in your tribe, you did something and people didn't like it and you got kicked out. Mm-hmm. That's probably true, too. When you were a child, you were probably picked on or made fun of or you stuttered or you slipped and people made fun of you and you decided that you were never going to put yourself out there again. Mm-hmm. Great. So we all have that. And when we can identify what some of those blockages and limiting beliefs and stories and fears are, 
we can we can write them down on a paper and look at them so that we're already dissociated a little bit from them, recognizing that there's these patterns, looking at them with compassion and then asking ourselves, is this limiting belief or this program or this pattern, is this really effective for the person I want to become? Mm-hmm. And for the person I want to become, it's, well, well, who do you want to become? What do you want to experience? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to contribute to the world? So having a clear vision of who you are and what you want and why you're here you need to ask yourself, do all of those limiting beliefs and old programs enhance and support who you are becoming? And if they do not, thank them, release them with compassion and choose more affirming uh, affirmations and beliefs and really decide to reprogram yourself. And you can do that by making small, small steps and by achieving small successes, because those small successes will fuel your ambition and your ambition will fuel your success. So if you're super afraid of doing anything, do it. Even if it's a small little thing, mm-hmm. just put yourself out there just a little bit. Try something new just a little bit. And then when you see that it's not that bad and not that scary and you get a good response, oh, well, then you have more ambition. And then it creates this positive cycle upwards. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so we've been doing a lot of emotional alchemy since we've yes. been here. <laughs> and, you know, we were sharing with you that a lot of our listeners, um, you know, they struggle, as do we, struggle with guilt, struggle with shame, struggle with these lower density emotions. And would you talk a little bit about, you know, the, first of all, like, just the capability that we have to um, alchemize our emotions because I think mm-hmm. even that sometimes like, you know, I do tapping, right? And sometimes I, I become really aware that like when I actually start with the fact how this actually works and the fact that we actually can transform these emotions and that you're not stuck with them for the, your entire life, you know, this isn't something you're like fated with or doomed to experience forever that you can transform this. It really affects the way that like the tap goes because like people are actually understanding the possibilities here. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit just about emotional alchemy and yeah. you know, alchemizing emotions? And- yeah. So the practice of alchemy is the practice of transmutation, which means transformation. Now energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. And emotions are energy in motion, and they are meant to be felt, to move through you, and to release out of you. However, we as humans like to feel emotions, stuff them deep within us, deep within our cells and our tissues and our memories uh, and our bodies, that's where they're stored, and never process them nor release them. Just allow them to continuously cycle and corrode our insides. Now, in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, the the philosophy, and I believe this as well, as well as in metaphysics, that each emotion is uh, attributed to different organ systems. So, for instance, the liver holds anger, the kidneys holds fear and anxiety, the bowels and the lungs grief um, and sadness, and and so these emotions, what they want, their, their desire is to be felt, to be seen, to be heard, and to be expressed and then released hmm. because there's a lesson within them. So just think of this little lesson buried within these emotions that's just waiting to be unlocked, the lesson to be received, and the emotion to be released. Hmm. So in order to do that, it's it's important, one, to create some time and space for yourself to feel what you feel. 
right? Most people do not choose to feel what they feel, and instead they drink alcohol, they smoke cigarettes, they go get high, they go have sex, they gamble, they shop, they Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they overwork. They overwork, they yeah. overtrain. All of the deflections and distractions are uh, mostly to distract us from feeling how we feel because it's uncomfortable. The discomfort is where the magic is. And so sitting with yourself and tuning into your body and asking yourself, how do I feel right now? Like what in my body? Oh, a tightness in my chest. What is that? Oh, okay. Sadness. Oh, why am I sad? Oh, right. Because my partner left me 10 years ago and I never really dealt with it. And I feel abandoned and I feel sad and I feel neglected and I feel ugly and unloved. And allowing yourself to feel that way and to express it by just even sharing it with yourself or even just holding space and crying or screaming into your pillow or tapping it out or sharing in a share circle or journaling it, whatever it is, and then learning the lesson in it and having compassion for yourself and forgiveness for yourself as well as the person that may have hurt you or that you have been hurt by and really seeing that everyone is always doing the best that they can with what they have and where they are. And when you can bring in forgiveness and compassion and grace for yourself, the other, and the situation, you can harmonize and alchemize that emotion. So it's not that the thing didn't happen to you, but now the energy and the trauma that's associated with it can be understanding. And then you can pull the lesson, and that's where you can really grow and evolve and move forward and not have to have this thing continuously cycling within you. Mm. What are your thoughts on... Because I've seen this a lot lately. So what are your, I'd like to know your viewpoints on spiritual bypassing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So spiritual bypassing. Spiritual bypassing is great. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, so so spiritual bypassing, for example, is um, say my partner uh, leaves me tomorrow. And... I technically, like, I naturally would feel like super sad or upset and like traumatic. You know, I really love rejected. my partner, rejected, abandoned. But spiritual bypassing is like, oh, well, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Like that, that's the universe <laughs> unfolding. It's just meant to be. And so like move on with it. Like it's just take the positive, always stay positive and And then not ever dealing with the fact that You just felt super abandoned, super rejected, super hurt. And so you take that emotion, you stuff it somewhere, but then in your head, you're like, oh, but it's all good. Everything happens for a reason. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. That's spiritual bypassing and it doesn't work. Yeah. In your mind, you might feel fine, but your body will start to tell you, right? You might completely shut off and not allow yourself to feel anymore, Mm -hmm. or you might completely shut down, but then you start to develop this eating disorder Mm -hmm. where you can't stop binge eating Mm -hmm. or your body starts to develop cysts Mm. or tumors or a skin infection or yeast infection, right? Your body's always speaking to you. And I truly believe that emotions and trauma is at the root cause of all physical, physical symptoms, or at least 99% of them. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of is um, like the 1950s, 60s, when Mm. women were expected to I would, I would say actually all human beings, but mostly women were expected to like have the meal prepared when the husband comes home and everything's Stepford fine. Stepford wives. Stepford wives. Yeah. Like go cry in the shower and then get your shit together and come back out and make me make food. That's such a good point. And I, 
society and history is so important in understanding this. We have lived in a patriarchal society for a very long time and also in a very misogynistic society. Mm-hmm. What that means is not that men, it, it is that men had more rights and power over women. And it's also that the masculine energy was favored and the feminine was suppressed and emotions are a feminine energy. Now, men have emotions and men have a feminine side uh, and an energy. But the fact that in our society, everything to do with the feminine energy was bad, it was gross, it was erratic, it was irrational, there was no place for it, so it had to be suppressed. And so in our ancestry, in our DNA, in our programming, it is not safe, it is not okay, it is not desirable, it is not logical, it's not productive, it's not effective, it's not efficient to have feelings. So stuff them away and be a man. And get on with it. Yeah. And that's what every little boy and every little girl has been taught. Yeah. You're being too emotional. You're you're acting like a girl. Don't be a little bitch. Like all yeah. of those sayings. You're a pussy. That, yep. All yeah. of those sayings that we grow up with. And then if you think not that long ago, which blows my mind, that we would give hysterical women, we would put them in institutions because they were hysterical. Yeah. Like it, it blows that for some reason has come up for me very recently, like that this was okay to treat people this way. Mm-hmm. This was okay to treat other human beings in a way that they were dehumanized. And I have a theory that, like you said, you know, we were all witches, we all have that. I have a theory by just watching someone else experience that. Well, it's probably a pretty big theory, it doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> is that just like hearing about it and now with the power of the internet and all the communication that we have, we're experiencing more things via other people's experiences. Mm. We're watching someone else experience, oh, okay, so that's safe. Oh, no, 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 that's not safe yet. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, like, what's possible now. What you know what's interesting? So I've told you, I've, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast recently, but recent, or uh, to you, sorry, I don't know if I said this on the podcast um or not, or just to you, but, uh, like a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I started doing this thing that I haven't done in years, which is read celebrity gossip. So mm-hmm. I used to work in celebrity gossip. I actually worked, used to work in entertainment news and my job was to write gossip about celebrities. This is, oh, wow. this is nine or 10 years ago. This is the last time I lived in LA. This is what made me leave LA. Okay. Because, so we're in LA right now. So I lived in LA and I was on the red carpet, and I thought it was the best job ever. And then the next year, I'm in, I'm on the red carpet, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and it's soul-sucking, and it just, wow. you know, all the, the materialistic stuff is happening. And I left, and long story short, like, I started a company when I moved home, and then I was in the music business, and then I had an awakening, and now I'm doing what I'm doing, okay? So I, like, shifted. But anyway, <laughs> since that point, since my, like, awakening – I haven't, I literally never looked at a gossip site again. Like, I honestly, like, ne- I never knew what was happening. It was funny. Like, my partner would know what was happening. I wouldn't know what was happening. And anyway, a few weeks ago, I started to read Celebrity Gossip again. And every time I do it, I keep going, why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing this? And you did it the other night. I did it today. You did it? Oh, you did it today? <laughs> I did it today. I called you out the other night. And I was like, why are you yeah. doing that? No, oh. I did it today. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, why are you doing this? Just trying to understand. And like you were saying how people now we kind of are like, oh, well, we're looking at how other people are being treated so that we can see if something's safe or not. Yes. So 
the answer that I got today when I asked myself was, oh, you just want to know that the world treats people shitty and talks about people, talks about them behind their back, talks about them publicly if they do anything wrong so that you can't do anything. Mm. Like, it's a way to self-sabotage myself is the answer Mm, I got. Huge. Because I'm actively participating in gossiping about people. And so I'm like, see? This is what's going to happen if I put myself out there. Yeah. This is I'm, I'm doing it. So this is what's going to happen. And it just, that just came through when you shared that. And I was like, that's mm. what's happening. So what I hear from that is that you just psych yourself out, right? And that's like when people, I used to travel all the time. I backpacked around the whole world by myself with my backpack. And people be like, Sam, did you see the movie Hostel? Did you see this thing? <laughs> yeah. Did you read on the news? I'm like, no, yeah. I do not read the news I do not watch the news and I don't watch movies about people getting killed that yeah. backpack I'm like why would I do that yeah, yeah. that would just psych me out and then I'd walk around paranoid and when people are paranoid they're victims mm-hmm. and when and they attract that right yeah. that energy it's so obvious yeah. and so and and I believe that we are constantly co-creating our universe from the energy in which we operate and the thoughts that we have and the beliefs that we have and so if you would like to fail continue watching things about people failing Mm -hmm. and you will fail. Exactly. Wonderful. And if you would like to succeed, continue to read success stories of people because where your attention goes, your energy flows and energy is everything. It is the original and the only true currency. So, mm, absolutely. no more celebrity gossip. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to hold you accountable now, Alexa. Yeah. Totally. That's interesting. Like, so, um, I, I've shared this in the podcast, but I'm going to share it again. Uh, several years ago, seven years ago, eight years, no, six years ago, I lost 100 pounds. But what the main thing that I was thinking is I surrounded myself with images of what I wanted to look like. Like all over my phone, I started following really fit people on Instagram and Facebook. And then I I changed my lifestyle because I was creating what I wanted to be. So it's just mm. interesting that you kind of you, you kind of naturally do that. And people go into victim mode of like, well, I can't get out of this. Well, because mm. you're surrounding your life mm. with this mentality of like, I can't do this. Mm. And other people saying, well, see, can't do it. Well, what's interesting about what you did, and there's a metric of success that I naturally see within you being able to be successful, which a lot of people don't have, and that's why they're not successful, but they can shift this. So a lot of people will want to be thin or healthy or whatever, and they'll fill their video feed and their Instagram and put pictures all over their wall of these super fit people. Mm. And they have the mentality of competition and Mm -hmm. of comparison and I am not as good as that I'll never be that and so every time they see this person they're like I'll never be that I'm so far from that I'm not that and so it it was yeah the comparison and the not enoughness or I'm not that yet where you surrounded yourself by that and you let yourself be inspired Mm -hmm. so when you let yourself be inspired by other people because it's they have something that you want and you're like I'm inspired I'm gonna I'm gonna get that too that's a metric for success. Now, when you look at something that you want and go right into victimhood of, oh, I can't, negativity, I'll never have it, I'm not good enough, but mm-hmm. then you'll fail. So it's yes, it's what's in your environment and in your internal dialogue, in the mm-hmm. stories that you have, the beliefs that you have. And just because you have a belief in a story doesn't mean you always have to have that way. As soon as you can identify that you have it and it's not effective and it's not supporting who you're becoming, control alt delete that thought and implant mm-hmm. a better one, a more effective one. I like that. Control and delete that. 
That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. That's easy. And also, secret, everybody, that's how I manifest shit happening. I surround myself with it, mm-hmm. just like friendship. Not even kidding. Yeah. Not even joking. Mm-hmm. I tried to start a podcast with somebody else, and she was like, nah, girl. Love you so much, girl, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to say her name. I did, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what did we say? We want to travel around the world, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing. I love that. Yeah. And also, but also, like, surrounding yourself with people who are doing it, you know? Yes. Like, I was sitting here, yes. I was sitting here just listening to you. I'm like, oh, my God, the fact that you're sitting here right now with us is such a testament to, like, the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like... And now we're friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're stuck with friends. us. <laughs> I am so grateful. It, it, it's so important. As you are growing and expanding, as I am growing and expanding, I want to be with people who are at my level, higher than my level, and just a little bit lower than my level, but not always surrounding myself with people who are so far away from everything that I'm in. Yeah. Because then then you constantly feel alone. And I feel like, you know, what we're talking about before before recording, you're saying that this podcast is really for people that are looking for community Mm -hmm. and looking to be surrounded with the messages and the people that really resonate with where they're at. And I can say, honestly, that there's nothing more valuable in my life than the humans that I get to interact with and the mm. community that I have. Yeah. Like, it, you know when people say, like, oh, it's all about who you know. Yeah, it is all about who you know. Mm-hmm. And who you know is a reflection of who you are. And so putting yourself out there, finding the people that are like you, sharing your gifts so people can recognize you, and really making it a priority to surround yourself with community and tribe and coaches and mentors and collaborators – that is what will catapult you forward and upwards and towards actualizing your dreams. And so I love that you ladies have put together this podcast. And yeah, it's really, really important work. And for everyone listening, good job. That's great. <laughs> come to a retreat with some yeah, of the ladies. Seriously, <laughs> come to our retreat. Come to our retreats and also come to the Mystic Manor because you can hang out with Samantha who does such an amazing job facilitating um, and gosh, it is such a special place here and mm-hmm. everyone here makes it that, you know what I mean? It's so cool. Like it's such a, I just keep, I just sit here and I'm like kind of blown away at like how this mm-hmm. is physically manifested, you know, and how mm-hmm. each one of you plays such a, a piece in it, like such an integral role. And it just feels like this thing that's just like moving and evolving and such a such a special place and Mm. it's really it's really cool to be surrounded by everyone here who's like living this lifestyle like Mm -hmm. really living this lifestyle 24 7 you're living it yes Mm -hmm. wild it's amazing it's inspiring to see you know every moment in the house someone's meditating someone's working out someone's reading their destiny cards Mm -hmm. and doing a shamanic healing and like it calls you to level up yeah. It really calls you to level up. And it's not, again, I could fall into comparison. Oh, I'm not spiritual enough or I'm not doing enough. Or, da, da. or it's like, wow, okay. Everett's like out said, running every day. Let it inspire you. Let not, it inspire you. Not, not yeah. compare. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. So can I offer something? So I don't know where exactly you guys were a year ago, but what came to me today in the shower was that like a year ago, if I would have told myself a year ago that I would be here in this time and space with these people... I would have pinched myself mm-hmm. because it's so exciting. And as we come to the end of this year, I challenge everybody listening and everybody here to really think of like where you can go in the next year. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've gone so far. This is, 
it's such a perfect time to to talk about this briefly because this is our 200th episode and like what the hell like how did we get here this is crazy like we've had a podcast for a year and a half we have 200 episodes and I was just thinking about how about one year ago we were we were hosting our very first retreat and now mm-hmm. we've done what like four and have mm-hmm. more coming um, up and we've had coaching programs and we have more coaching programs coming up and I agree it's I've never seen growth in myself like I've seen in this past year yeah um, and to see to to look back on this year and then realize like first of all 2020 is what it is which is 2020 just the number alone is exciting like um but then also like it's a new decade like it just feels like new energy and just knowing that like if you have momentum going on something it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow right Mm -hmm. so I just I'm so excited to see where the next year takes us like I am so excited Mm. I'm just so excited Mm. and I I I agree with you like if you're listening to this like know that big change can happen but also you need to and I think you were saying this like taking those baby steps, you know, just taking a step, you know, I think we get so psyched out Mm -hmm. by these dreams we have because we look at where we are and then we look at where we want to go and we see it as a huge distance and we're like, we get discouraged. Like, I'll never get there. It's so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. You have to start with just literally one step. Like I could, you helped me take the one step of actually like publishing the podcast. I like couldn't even do that because I was such a perfectionist, you know, and that's one step. The best way to climb a mountain Step by step. And, and, you know, like in lifestyle alchemy, I think that our rituals and our lifestyle is so important, really having the systems and the structures and, and the, the different facets of our life, like streamlined and smooth and clear and uh, for us to really be able to thrive. And a lot of people focus on this like morning routine. I'm just going to bring mm-hmm. in yeah. something that, that relates to what we we're just saying. So it's like, oh, you need to, you know, have, you want to have a great day. You need to have a great morning, great but in able to have a great morning, you need to have a great night. And in able to have a great night, it's it's really there's no there's no difference between beginnings and endings. And so if you want to have a really great year in 2020, so let's call that a, a new morning. How are you going to go to bed the night before? How are you going to close out this next year? This the rest of this year, like the next three weeks. What are the things that you need to close out? What are the the old open loops that you need to close? What are the loose ends that need to be tied? Astrologically, the year 2019, the number nine is all about endings. Mm -hmm. And so what needs to die Mm -hmm. this year (laughs) in order for something to be birthed next year? And the things that you carry forward, in my opinion, on the new year just will continue throughout the year to be alchemized and catalyzed. And so if there's something in your life that you know is not working for you, maybe it's the shame that you've been holding on to, maybe it's an old pattern, or maybe it's distracting yourself with emotional eating or binge drinking, and that's not what you want. It's not in alignment with your highest expression of your soul. And you know that next year you'd like to start fresh. Well, start to take inventory of the things that you are no longer going to carry forth into your next year. Mm. That's my quest for everyone i actually started i stopped using the word i challenge you because the the connotation of the word challenge feels like it's challenging mm-hmm. so i often say like i invite you or i quest you mm, i like that <laughs> i like that i quest you i request that you. yeah i like that. you so you've all been quested yeah it's like a choose your own adventure game yeah, yeah. that's like awesome that. mm. um 
Oh, well, you've had so many great nuggets, but do you have anything? I actually ask this on the Positive Head podcast, and I feel like asking it now is, what is one thing that you, you know, think would just be so impactful for our listeners to know or understand as they continue on their own path and their own journey? Just like if they can just know one thing. Mm. Hmm. Ah, yeah. You're meant to be here. You are meant to be here. And there is a reason that you're here. And you get to find that out. You get to explore that. You get to answer that call if you so choose. And the decision to really know, love, and express your divine gifts and share your medicine with the world is the most magical and empowering journey that a soul can embark on. And in my opinion, and from my experience, when you do so, the entire universe structures and organizes itself to support you on your mission for your soul to express its magic. Mm -hmm. And there, in my opinion, is nothing greater than that. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone listening feels like they know they're here for a purpose, they know that they have a song to sing or magic to share or medicine to give, to really allow yourself to go there, to explore that, and to trust that you are worth it, you are deserving, you are amazing, and people need to receive what it is that you have to give. Mm. Thank you for that. Mm. And you know what? You just reminded me of something, just to piggyback on that, is something that has kept coming to my mind, especially over the past year, but even more especially within the past few months, whenever I start to doubt myself or whenever I start to tell those old stories of like, oh, you're not good enough or all that, especially when it's related to my purpose, which scares me sometimes, <clears throat> I get this thought that's just like, but but your team and source or whatever you want to call it, like they want you to do this. Like they mm-hmm. want you, like, like the universe wants you to do this. There's something about that, that like when I zoom out of the world and I think about the larger forces at play and I say, but they want me to, like this is... It, it makes me, something about it makes me relax a little bit and I just feel supported. Like there's energy behind me. There's energy mm-hmm. propelling me. And these human forces, they're so minuscule. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like there are larger forces at play that are literally conspiring for you to do this this thing. Yeah. Like kind of all you have to do is let go and like ride the ride and just like trust for that one second, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, I really love that. And thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. Do, um, do you... Can you share with our listeners how they can interact with you, where they can find you? Yeah. All yeah, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Samantha Lotus page. And uh, I have a podcast that's coming out next month, which I'm oh. super excited about. It's going to be called Real Life But Better, the reality oh. hacking podcast. Uh, you can find me on social media, Samantha Lotus. And my website, uh, have a bunch of online programs and offerings and videos and all the things. So it's www.samanthalotus.com. And even if you just want to reach out and say, hey, I love, love, love uh, connecting with listeners of friends podcasts and things. So <laughs> growing the community is super important. So for anyone listening, I'd love to say, Hey, awesome. Thank you. We'll put all those links in the show notes. So it'll be easy for them to click. And also we'll add you to our private Facebook group. Yeah. So amazing. Connect with you. Um, mm-hmm. and if you're listening and you're not in that, it's called inner bloomers on Facebook. You have to request to join and we'll let you in. Yeah. 
And um, if you're listening, you should come to the Mystic Manor and meet Samantha in person. Yep. I would love that. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh-huh. Thank you for sharing all thank your wisdom. You. And, Abby, I want to thank you for being here because without you, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Oh, thank you. Thank for, you. like, going on this journey with me. We're 200 episodes in and, like... Man, it's been a fun ride. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not over ride. yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to just take a moment here, jump back in to really acknowledge both of you amazing women for how you show up in the world, for the presence that you hold, and the magic that just pours out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all of our listeners, super real, right before this podcast, I had a mini breakdown emotionally and I just really needed to to talk to people who could hear me and hold me and reflect to me. And these two women sat here with me for a good 30 minutes, if not more, and held amazing space. And I am in so much gratitude and appreciation for both of these women. Mm-hmm. And I really honor, I honor you so much. And I'm so grateful that I got to connect and meet you and be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, it really feels like such, I I feel like we know it's crazy. It's only been like two days, but I really feel like um, an intense like connection with you and really excited to um, see where our relationship goes. Like maybe we can work together at some point. Yeah. Collaboration over competition, especially with women. (laughs) Love we love you all so much. Um, should we read Patreons? Yes, Patreons. All right, Patreons. Thank you so much, all of our Patreons, for supporting the show. Are you going to be British again? Yeah, I was going yeah, into it. Go no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Adonica Haskell, Alex Anderson, Alex Leteria, MillionLittleChanges.com, Kara Miranda, Charm City Foster Mama on Instagram, Cheyenne Carroll, Courtney Fahey, Dana McFadden, Dana Phillips, Evil Tattoo, Grace, Heather Kiefer, Jamie Parrington, Jamie Edwards, Jamie McMahon, Kasha Boshnevitz, Lori Johnston, Mandy Ford, Maribel Munsey, Mimi of Netter, Mar- Nicolette Pierce, she was here last week. Peter School of Irish Dance, Priscilla Marquez, Renee Hart, Sammy Jean. She was here last week. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Meehan, Shannon McCoy, Shondo, Sheena Bowen. She's here this week. Tammy Lip, Tiffany Polito, Whitney Kanaka, and your radical, radical QHHT and Nike. Whoa. Thank you guys so much for supporting our show. We love you so much. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Love you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.